Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. We appreciate all of those that are stepping up because we have a lot of people on vacation, but it doesn't stop anything because somebody else steps in. And it's a good thing to have, and it's a good thing to have so many members that have that kind of money to go on vacation. I'm going to see if they're paying tithes or something. Huh? One of the things that, let me make it clear, when I told you all yesterday and they announced, I'm still on a type of pill, four pills that's a chemo type thing, and with a steroid and another medication. What it does is, after so long, it knocks your immune system down. And so when I said yesterday I left and, and today came ladies, because now I have to build that immune system back up. It's just like life. It's like spirituality. Things will hit you and take the wind out of you and take the strength out of you, but then you have to go back to work and build yourself back up. Isn't that right? That's just life. Come on, yeah. And so in the life recovery commentary, it talks about such a thing as that, and I'm not going to read a lot. I have to read it to read it, but I love the way the life... Recovery commentary deals with this issue, and it deals with it in this way. Faith, the cornerstone of recovery, needs to be accompanied by action. So you can have all faith, and you know, some people have an ideal, and they have a desire, but they don't, and they have the faith, but they don't want to do the work. And you know, that's talking about addiction, any kind of addiction, gambling, drinking, food, pornography, self-righteous. Christians, whatever it is that you're addicted to, right? You understand? If, 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 if it doesn't have action, then it's worthless. Right. All right? You, you all wanna, you want to understand what I'm talking about? If you want a job and you haven't got a job and you just sit and pray, you're going to get one? Nobody's going to come knock on your door, right? right. You see? And, and so we have to have action with it. All right? Here we go. Some of us may have found it easy to admit we needed God's help. But when called upon to actively prove our faith, we refused. See, here's the key. A lot, most of us know we need God's help. But when God sends us and, and shows us and, and, and guides us to a place where we can get the help, we don't show up. Mm-hmm. Bible study, Sunday school, church, devotion, uh, meditation. You understand what I'm talking about? All right. We have all failed to make commitments to back up with our actions. So you can make a commitment, but you got to back it up with action. You understand what I'm saying? If someone says they love you and they never do anything for you, what's that all about? Right? And most of you in here have been in relationships that didn't work. You thought that person loved you. You thought you loved that person, but when it came down to actions, there was no actions in that, those words, Right? Come on, say amen. Yeah, you act like you've all been living in uh, saints forever. Huh? All right. James left us this powerful reminder. Faith by itself isn't enough. James tells us, and we'll get into James. James says faith by itself is not enough. Take something to go with it. How many have faith in, in God? Well, that means everybody's paying tithes. 
If you have faith in him, you got to be paying, because he said he would do it a hundredfold, right? Okay, I thought I'd throw that in, make sure you understand what you're talking about, right? Huh? Go ahead. Faith, unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. And if it doesn't do good deeds. We just got through talking about unity and love. What are you going to do tomorrow in your job if somebody tells a racial joke? Huh? Well, you won't go if you have a disagreement with your husband or your wife. All right? I'm taking it slow, a little weak, but I'm taking it slow because y'all thinking slow because you ain't moving too fast. Hit me with his amen. So we're all on the same plane this morning. All right? If we believe in the principles of recovery but refuse to act upon them, we are not in recovery. See, some folks are not in recovery. You can say that you need to help, and you could even go to the class in recovery, but you're not in recovery unless you're doing the work of recovery. You can go to church, say you believe the word of God, but if you're not working it in your, the biblical principles in your life, then what good is it doing you? You see, sometimes, sometimes, you ever sat in church, and most of us have done it one time or another, but not now, right? We sat in church, we went to church because it was Sunday, Right? And we amen the preacher, but we didn't put anything that he said from the scriptures in our lives. There are biblical principles, and if you don't put the biblical principles in your life, then all you're doing is just setting and listening and not putting anything there that's going to work in your life. That's why you have a lot of Christians that have been in church all their lives, but they have all this confusion and chaos going on in their head because they're not putting anything in their life to make the changes in their life. Do you understand? If you don't have any change... Here's the thing is the problem. If it's not working and you're not working it in your life and it's not changing your life, all you're doing, you remember the tree? Let me do the tree. I don't know what the scripture. The tree is when Jesus saw the tree and the tree uh, looked, had leaves on it. And so Jesus went to the tree because the tree had leaves. Man, if a tree has leaves, that means it has figs, right? But he went up to the tree and the tree did not have figs, so he cursed the tree, Right? And he was using that as a parable to understand, for us to understand. There's a lot of Christians talking, right? They, they pray, they're doing all this other stuff, but spiritually they don't have any fruit. You can't be a Christian and not have fruit. You can go to church and not have fruit. You can be a pastor and not have fruit. You can be a preacher and not have fruit. Gifts without repentance. But when Jesus, he cursed the tree because it looked like it had fruit. If the tree would have been barren and didn't have leaves, he'd have let it go. But he was upset at the tree because it looked like it had fruit, but it had no fruit there. That's what sometimes people upset you, don't they? When they act one way, but when you get with them in a certain place where you need fruit from them, they are barren. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Right? And so, so this is what we have. So I don't want to see people to tell you, I've been in church for this long. I've been in church for that long. That's all they've been is been in church. But the church ain't been in them. Yeah, if the church ain't in you, it doesn't mean anything. Isn't that right? And there's a Bible that says, I'll just use the scriptures, that there are women that have a lot of knowledge, right? Ever reading, ever gaining knowledge, but not coming into the what? Realization of the truth. It's scripture. You can say amen to scripture. Not, that's not me doing this, all right? And so what we want to do is, today, we want to take inventory of ourselves, and not, are we being fruitful? We call ourselves Christian, which means Christ-like. Are we church folks, all right? And so, so we, can't, we can't walk around here acting like 
we Christians, and please God, we got to be Christians to please God. And the only way you can be a Christian to please God is to be fruitful. And when you're being fruitful, then you help others out and you love others and you do what Isaac was talking about a few minutes ago. Do you understand what I'm saying? And see, it takes work. It takes a whole lot of work to, to produce fruit. It takes a lot of work. And one of the words that, that I wanted to work with today is the word work. The master Jesus, father was what? Jesus was what, a carpenter? You know, that's work, right? So and that meant somebody had to teach him how to be a carpenter. Isn't that right? And post, most, uh, his father taught him how to do carpentry, right? And so Jesus worked. He wasn't lazy. He worked. He had a job. He worked. That's what he done, right? And so he was familiar with the word work. Does that make sense? Now, he had power probably to just say this, and a building would go up, I guess, but he didn't do it that way. He worked and he labored, and so he understands what it takes to, to get something done by, through work, all right? So we're going to use this word work, and I want you to get it. The one thing that bothers me in a church is all the amens and all the people that want to be, well, we don't have it up here, but that want to be up here, want to be seen, want to be heard, which they shouldn't. If you've got to be seen, you ought not be seen. If you've got to be heard, you ought not, be, ought not speak, right? But some people have to do all of that. I don't care what you got on. I don't care what your title is. What are you doing to be fruitful in your life? That is the key, right? All right? When I go before God, he doesn't care about Pastor Fields. He wants to know what Johnny Fields done to be fruitful in his life. Does that make sense, what I'm saying here? All right? And if I'm fruitful in my life, then that means that I've been feeding other people from the fruit that God has given me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so let's see. Let's talk about work and get this work thing down into our head. Okay, here we go. So we're going to start with John 9, verse 1 through 4 from the NIV. Okay. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. And so Jesus went along. He saw this man blind from birth. And, you know, when, some, when somebody has something wrong with them, people always want to try to find something negative to say of why they are that way. Do you understand? All right, here we go. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? And so here they go in there to, well, who sinned, his man, his When something happens to somebody, folks is always trying to figure out who done what where. Do you all know stuff happens? Something to life. All right. Do you all, know, you all know that some people, kids are born blind, born sick, it has nothing to do with parents sinning. It's just life. Are you with me? Here we go. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed Je in him. Jesus says this happens today before the works of God might be displayed in him. Do you know why some folks don't get healed? They don't go to the place to get healed. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's healing for some folks. And some things, in, there's things in my, I'm still here. There's things in my life, right? God has done for me. And, and, and he's worked not only through the power of the Spirit, but he's worked through doctors. He's worked through medication. And the work that those people have done, that he's blessed us with. Look at me, I'm still standing. Do you understand? Amen. You see? And, and guess what? Uh, I had to work to go get there, right? I'll tell you how it works sometimes. Uh, I wasn't feeling very good. I said, I told Gwen, I'm not feeling very good. And, you know, I'm not like most men. I will call the doctor and make an appointment. So I said, well, you know, this was uh, a couple weeks ago. So I went and got all the blood work done, not from the oncologist. They're taking care of the, the cancer thing, all right? So I went in there, 
and uh, they had results back on, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, Tuesday or something like that. And so, because I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is right, all right, so here's what happened. Uh, I, he, Doc came in and had my blood work out there. Cholesterol, excellent. Blood pressure, excellent. Sugar, excellent. Everything is excellent because of what I've been doing with appetite, with my uh, diet and exercising, right? So I'm fe really feeling really good, feeling really good about that. And then here comes <laughs> Thursday and Friday, and uh, bam. And I'm, I'm sicker like, I'm like, man, I think I got the flu. I never, I ain't had the flu in years. I'm getting sick and weak and coughing and all this going on. Just went from one high to another high. And then my nurse, Gwen, my doctor and my nurse, Gwen, she says, John, that's that chemo. And that, whatever this other pill I'm taking, has it, what it does is it breaks your immune system down. And so I'm okay. Uh, it's just a part of the thing, you know. Sometimes the medicine makes you feel worse than whatever you got. But <laughs> you see, but I'm okay today and I'm weak, a little weak, because that's what it does. And it'll last for two or three days and then it's, it's gone. We hope it doesn't come back for another eight months. But guess what I have to do now? My immune system's down, right? I got to do the work to do what? To get it back. Everything's work. Everything's work. Isn't that right? Some of you in relationships here, right? Y'all got people sitting next to you. You might want to say yes. <laughs> you see? You, uh, and, and that takes what? It takes work. So everything takes, takes work, okay? And so Jesus was, is going to say something here that's very important for all of us. Okay, here we go. Yes, in verse 4, Jesus says, As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. See, if God has sent us, as we become Christian, he sent us to do something. What? He sent us to work. He sent us to do something. And, you know, a lot of times, see, this, you know, we, we don't have a whole bunch of folk up here, right? Because they ain't no work up here. That's called setting. Right. All right? Yeah, no, work. Look out there. He, he called us. He wants us to go to work. Amen? Amen. How many of you are fruitful in here? Don't, don't lie. All right, well, one or two. Okay, that's good. That's good. I's I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, all right? So that, that meant a lot of you ain't got, got baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because if you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you some gifts, and you use those gifts, right, yes, to help the body of Christ, right? And that's called fruit, and you're being fruitful. So I hope that the next time I ask that, that we get more than one or two hands. All right. <laughs> he continues to tell us night is coming. See, there's no going to be a time. What's coming? Night. Do you all want me to tell you a secret? Say what, Pastor? Night's coming in everybody's life in here. You don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. So you got to do what God would have you to do. Do your work now. And people who work, people who do their work, and people who are fruitful, listen to me, people who do their work and people who are fruitful are happy people. Those people have joy. Do you understand? This, my work is to be a pastor and to feed the sheep. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, a pastor and feed the sheep. And so no matter, you know, unless I'm really, really sick, you see, I'm going to do my work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Guess what? God blessed me. Some of you won't get this. Get up here with me. God blessed me to have, the, have to deal with cancer, all right, to deal with cancer. It was coming. To deal with cancer, to do the work, to show people that you can survive this thing if you do the work and, and really work and show you all that in the midst of no matter how bad I feel or how good I feel, the fruit is still the same. Isn't that right? The fruit is still the same. You see, as long as it doesn't touch my mouth. 
in my vocal cords, I can speak. They may have to roll me up in a wheelchair one of these days. If I can talk, I'm going to come and talk because that's what he gave me the gift to do. You see? Does that make sense? All right, so headaches don't stop a person, a worker, right? How many of you got jobs in here? Call your boss up in the morning and say, well, I ain't feeling well. You get two or three of them, then what? You ain't got a job. All right. So you feel good this morning? Yes. All right. Are you getting something out of it? Yes. Who's supposed to be the worker? And when nighttime comes, no man can work, right? No woman can work, not, right? It's daytime in your life now. You need to ask yourself, am I doing the work? God put every, there's something in every one of you. Every one of you here has a job. Are you doing your job? That's why he put you here to do your job. And sometimes you're blessed enough to to put it in profession. You can be a nurse, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a psychologist. You can be a coach. You can be a teacher. Sometimes you're blessed enough to have a gift and it's fruitful enough that you can do it and they pay you for it. Amen. Amen. All right. Do you know who who I'm really, I really appreciate? I appreciate all my doctors and all that, but you know who I appreciate every Monday? That garbage truck, that trash truck that comes by. Are you with me? All right. So now turn to James 2, verse 14 through 22. (coughs) We're going to read it from the King James. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? So I don't care about what is it. James is saying, what does it profit you? If you say, well, I have faith, but you ain't doing nothing with it. Just kind of like I said, and some folks looked at me. Don't look at me crazy. And I said, well, you say you believe in God, you have faith in God, and you're a tithe payer. And the folks was like, all right, you understand what I'm saying? We have some people in here. You know, we don't have a janitor service in here. That's a big yard out there. Folks cut grass, trim trees, clean, clean bathrooms, vacuum floors, because they, they do their work. There's something everyone can do. When is the last time that you put some money in one of those things to help somebody? Some kid in another country or something there. When is the last time you helped a homeless person? Huh? When is the last time you encouraged? There's a gift called encourager. When is the last time you encouraged someone? When is the last time you opened a door for somebody else? When is the last time you seen somebody with about a lot of food in the grocery store and, and, and are holding the child and step back and say, you go, I'm not in a hurry? Do you understand? See, that's common sense. The Bible's for common sense, people, Right? When is the last time you said, I'll take someone to the doctor? When is the last time you looked at somebody and seen that they were a little sick and said, I'll cut your grass? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what this whole thing is about. All right. You goes along with what you were saying in verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. When's the last time you see somebody need something? They hungry? I'm praying for you. No, feed me. I'm praying for myself. Right? We need to do, these are the principles, this is called divine principles. These are the things that God wants us to do. And you know who is the weakest at it? It's church people. There are people that don't even belong to God, don't even believe in church, that help other folks. And you can go into church and see people sitting, looking all proud, amening. You ask them for a ride home. Uh-huh. Send somebody some food. Help somebody. That looked good when you all were doing unity. But what are you doing? What are you doing outside this church? 
And I know all of you know somebody that needs some help. All right? So if you get, give them not to your brothers and sisters those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? So what is a profit? Somebody needs something, you're not doing anything for them. For what? what is a profit? This is James talking. This is the Bible talking. The one thing that reason that I do these messages the way I do these messages, because you know who I don't like? It's church folks. I've been around church people all my life, even before I got here. And some of them are the worst people, always talking about God. God put you here to do the giving and to do the work. You see, and these songs we sing, some of the worst theologies in songs. You better off go to a juke joint and hear better, more truth. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put up with that. When is the last time you helped somebody? When is the time you work for somebody? When is the last time you called pastor up and said, Pastor, is there anything we can do for the church? When is the last time you asked your wife, is anything you can do for her to make her life easier? Or your husband? Or your friend? It's about working. You can't be a Christian and not do the work. You understand? You see, it's easy to throw them hands up when that music's good. They do that in the juke joint. It's called emotion. I want to see your work. You see, we're an integrated church, right? Yes. On Sunday. Go ahead. Y'all get the message. In verse 17, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Faith without works is dead. In other words, I don't hear nothing about how much you believe in. Because usually if you have to tell it, you ain't doing a whole lot. Well, the Bible says faith without what? Works is what? Dead. It's kind of like love without action is dead. But faith without works is dead. The challenge for Christ Temple North is, I want to see more work out of you. This is what the Bible says. I'm not coming to me talking about your faith. But if I see your work, I'll see your faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? This morning when when I called DJ because Sister Gwen didn't go to sleep last night, and I told her before, I said, hey, you look a little tired uh, yesterday. I called DJ and let him do your message. Oh, I'll be all right. She didn't sleep very well. I said, hey. DJ called him this morning. You ready to go? He said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to work. And they thought I wouldn't be here. And he says, I'm ready to go for whatever you need. That's called being ready. That's called work. In other words, I'm ready to go to work. Do you understand? All right. When, when those bushes needed cut back when it was hot, and I've seen Brother Steve, one of these Sundays we're going to ask him that all these folks raising their hand, you need them to raise their hand out there cutting them bushes. Yeah, right, right. This is a church, yes, this is a church. We real over here. We, we passed all that jumping and shouting stuff now. We want, I want to, I'm kidding about all that. You can do that at home. I want to see what you're going to do to show God that you believe in him by helping his people. Do you understand? Isn't that right? You see, there's some people, those Isaac was talking about those young boys. Those people are going to put their life on the line to save them young boys down there. One man has already lost his life. Can you imagine one has lost his life, but the rest are still going down there because that's their work? Do you understand? I was watching a, a young lady. She had two little babies. I call them babies. 
And then she was carrying one, and I guess she was going to uh, the place where domestic violence, women go for domestic violence. And I looked at that, and I said to myself, isn't it a shame that those places are crowded? Because America doesn't want to do the work to have places for those people to go. Are y'all with me? And I look, I don't know if they're true or not, and I see veterans homeless. And isn't it a shame that America doesn't want to do the work to take care of their veterans? When I go to an elderly home, and I see folks that are struggling there, that pay taxes, that work through jobs, and America doesn't want to take care of their elderly people. That's what I'm talking about. Do you understand? I hope nobody's having a good time. I hate that. Went to church and listened to Pastor Fields, and I had a good time. That means I didn't get my job done. You're not having a good time, but you're learning, right? All right. You're getting challenged? Are you going to think about it? Do more to represent Christ? All right. I think last Sunday I was over to St. Mary's, and I was talking about the, a lot of people at the communion table. Do this in remembrance of me. And I said they need to change it. What did you do in remembrance of him? All of us need to think about that. All right. Do you know that Jesus could have been hungry? One of them homeless folks might have needed something. And the scripture says, he said, you didn't feed me when I was hungry. You didn't give me drink when I was thirsty. And they said, Master, we didn't know it was you. He said, if you do it to either one of these, you've done it to me. That's, what, that's a divine principle. That's what Christianity is supposed to be about. All right? In verse 18, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. That's what I want Christ Temple North to be doing. Somebody gets to talk about that Christian, you ask what you're doing. What you're doing in his name. And then you can take him, this is where I work at. This is my works. And you show me yours. Do you understand? Every time somebody joins the church and the first thing they do, they'll say, Pastor, uh, they'll talk to Sister Gwen and say, well, you know, I want you to use my gift because uh, uh, I want to work. And the uh, first thing I'll ask is, yeah, we, have, we need somebody to help clean bathrooms. And they do this. We don't really need anybody. Do you know that Brother West is the top minister in here, right? He cleans the bathrooms. Right. Yeah. You all remember Josie Mayweather, right? Plenty of money, Hall of Famer. He came to me. He said, Brother Johnny, I want to do something to church. I said, I'm like, what are you going to, what do you tell him to do? You know, he's a pro basketball player and head player. I said, well, I don't know. He said, I want to clean the bathrooms. You all remember that, right? And I said, okay. He says, because I wanted to keep me humble. That's what I'm talking about. Isn't that right? Okay. Don't you women love it in here that these men take care of you? Yes. Huh? Amen. You come in here. You come in here. You usher when it's raining. They take umbrellas out there and come get you. Isn't that right? You got boxes. They bring them in. Isn't that right? Because if you come in here, that's what work's all about. Work ain't up here. This ain't no work for me to come up here and get up in the middle of the night and preach. But these guys do a good job. And as long as we pastor, yeah, 
Uh, see. All right, do you women love me? Yeah. yeah, some of you all used to that guy saying, oh, would you give, give, bring me a beer? <laughs> so he thinks he can come to church and get everything free and easy. Not in here. So start telling, if he wants to work in here, he got to get his own beer at home, huh? <laughs> all right, go ahead and read it. Uh, oh, y'all know y'all got some folks up in there, do that. Go ahead. Now. Thou believe that there is one God, thou doesn't well. See, you know, people say, hey, I believe in God. And this, the scripture says, and she reads it, the devil believes that. Yep. That, ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Folks say, I believe in God. I said, so does the devil. Yep. It's going to say this in a minute. Go ahead and read yep. it, please. The, but the devils also believe and tremble. Yeah, they believe in him. Mm-hmm. They're scared of him. That's right. Uh, I won't go any further. You understand that? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care what you believe in. What are you doing? All right. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And he keeps saying that, and I keep saying that. And some of you looking all pitiful. We're going to do this. This is a work. No, no, we're going to do this. Faith without works is dead. Yes. Period. Some of you are married in there, and that person, are you faithful? Say yes, when well, you need to start doing some work. Because mm-hmm. it, it takes work in any relationship, right? Am I taking my time? And I'm not taking my time because I'm weak because I see too much stuff that I don't like in churches when I go. That's why I don't like going. Too many lazy folks not getting it done. God ain't impressed with me standing up here. So what what am I doing? You see, you all see me here for 30 and let me know. And I always I have people to stand up back here when it's 30 minutes and they do this here. That's why I look back there. I can do 30 minutes to 35 minutes because that's about all we can handle in here. Isn't that right? God's going to, ain't going to ask me about this. He's going to ask me how to treat you. How'd you treat your wife? What did you do with my gifts? What did you do with my talent? What did you do in remembrance of me? What did you do with your faith? You see? All right. We're going to see in a few minutes. I just asked God because I have coughing spells. That's part of that chemo type thing. And I asked him to allow me to be able to do this and not go and have a coughing spell. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm helping him out a little bit. I'm talking slow. <laughs> All right. He gives us an example in verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Abraham went up there and said, hey, God asked him to give his son. He said, Did he go up there and do it? And then God had a ram in the bush. Faith without works. I don't want to hear about your faith. I want to see you. And then I'll know what your faith is all about. Right? And by those works was faith made perfect. And by those works, then faith is made perfect. Make sense? See, old Satan tried to get get me there because he almost wanted me to start coughing. He mad. (laughs) And you know my favorite thing is, ain't but two people mad, the devil and the people's got the devil in them. That's right. All right? But he ain't robbing me of this message, not today. That's right. All right? Because, see, uh, when I miss a Sunday, I want to miss a Sunday when I'm feeling good. I don't miss a Sunday when I'm feeling bad. I want to work through my sickness and do my work. That's right. Do you understand? All righty. So now we're going to go to Jude 1, verse 20, and then I'll, James. And I'll be, in my 30 minutes, I'm about 35, right? 
All right. Now, you know why I only speak 30 to 35 minutes? minutes? That's about all the brain can handle. And most pastors don't know that. Anything under that, you're just talking. Because human beings can't go more than 35 minutes. That's a fact, right? So you, you ain't mad at me, right? Nope. Here we go. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I love this, this Jude. And, and, and he says, but beloved, by building yourself. Who? Who's supposed to build you up? Yourselves. Who's supposed to build you up? Yourselves. Who's supposed to build you up? Yourselves. You don't want to supposed to do the work. We're sitting on you praying, God, do no. God said, no, 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 no. Build yourself up. I call it spiritual muscle. You go to the gym and you work out to get strong and to get muscle, right? This is spiritual muscle here. You got to build yourself up. You never know what's getting. No, no, let me tell you how smart you are. The only thing you know is what's going on right this second. You have no idea what's going to go on in the next 30 minutes. None. So we have to build ourselves up. So that when things happen, we don't blame God because we can't handle it. Because we have no clue what we're going to deal with. And so we go to church. That's why we go to church to get a message to build our spirit up because some, some things you can't handle here. Right. You got to deal in your spirit. Because some things in life, as they say in the street, some things in life will blow your mind. And you can't deal with it in your mind. But you have to deal with it in your spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why we go to churches to build our spirit up so that we have that spiritual muscle so when something hits us and stuff will hit you and situation hits us, we're able to stand. And the Bible, I love this. Jude's saying you got to do that. You're responsible for building yourself up. This should, the church ought to be called a spiritual gym where you work out and get strong and get disciplined so that when something comes, you can make a stand. Even when you don't want to make a stand. You understand what I'm saying? Right. All right? Yes, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. So we, on our most holy faith, you got to build it. Don't be telling. See, the worst thing to do is say how much faith you have, and then somebody sees somebody, something happen to you in your life, and you fall apart. Right. You see? You know, our, our young, we had a great time yesterday, and it was very good at, at Dennis's son's memorial uh, service, and uh, whatever you want to call it. they got all kinds of names now going home celebrations and life and all that. He said something to me. When you bury your son, that's tough. He said, you told us at the beginning of the year that this is going to be a challenging year. And you all, there's been all kinds of stuff going on. But he was strong enough to handle it. Because when he got the message in January, you work on yourself all the way through January because you don't know what's going to happen in July. But if you do it right, when something comes on you and you build yourself up in the spirit, you're able to make a stand. Let me tell you also, I promise something to you. I'll say, what is that, Pastor? Trouble will find you. You make a stand. All right? And it also says in Jude, we must pray in the Holy Ghost. And we got to pray in the Holy Ghost. When praying in the Holy Ghost, sometimes when I get ready to pray, I don't even talk. I ask the Holy Spirit to pray for me because I don't know what I need to pray for. Man, I'm feeling great. One day and the next day I'm crashing. I'm like, wow. You see, I was praising God and thanking God. I was calling people up, telling people, my sister-in-law's here, my mother-in-law. My sisters, yeah, they, they, they're like sisters to me. I was so happy. I was calling folk up. 
Some of y'all's cholesterol ain't perfect. Some of y'all's blood pressure ain't perfect. Some of y'all's sugar ain't perfect. Mine was perfect. Man, I was on cloud nine. Why? Why not? Wasn't that some good news? Man, next day I crashed like a plane. You see? But that's why I had to stay prayed up. Because it happens. All right? And last, we're going to read a commentary here. And, uh, the commentary is very good. I like that. To live a, I'll read that. To live a Christian life. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. You must do the work. Renewing your faith. You know why you got to renew your faith? If you ain't feel this, keep living. Life can hit you so hard that it'll take all that faith you got to get through a situation. And you're going to have to renew it. Do you all remember? Some of you all was with me when I first found out I had cancer 22 years ago. And I said, me and God fell out. But I was mad at him. Because I knew who should have had it. Not me. And he didn't fall out with me. I fell out with him. And it broke me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then some of you all heard me about six months ago. Was it six months ago or when it was? And I was in that, when they found that bone cancer, and they couldn't, we couldn't figure it out, and I was in that pain, and you know, bone cancer is the worst pain you can have. And I said, I it broke my spirit. Didn't I say that to you? Yes. Am I here this morning? Mm-hmm. I don't lie to you. I ain't trying to be crazy. He can break you, it can break your spirit. But you can renew it. But you can't renew something unless you know where to get it renewed at. Are right. oh, you with what I'm saying this morning? And so the, so the commentary says to live a Christian life, you must do the work. Renewing your spirit. Renewing your faith. And for a minute, I lost my faith. Broke my spirit. So I had to renew my faith. And it, it took a minute. You know, it just took a minute. But I still, I want you to know, I don't care about me standing up here. I'm no different than you. Satan comes by my house just like he comes by your house. Sickness comes in my house. Misfortune comes to my house. So I have to renew my faith sometimes because I lose it. And it gets weakened. Enriching your spirit. And sometimes I have to get my spirit enriching. It's like I feel great now. I'm just weak. I feel great. I mean, you see. Because it's in my spirit. My body ain't feeling so good, but my spirit feels good. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I have to do that. And empowering your life. I need the Holy Spirit to empower my life. See, to live a Christian life. It ain't about what you say you are. It's about who you are. And it's what kind of life are you living? Are you living a Christian life this morning? That's what you need to ask yourself. You can't be living a Christian life unless you're fruitful. Oh, there's going to be difficult days for some of you ahead in here. We didn't know that somebody was going to be burying a child. We had no clue of that. We, didn't, we had no clue of that. We didn't know that uh, oh, somebody would be burying their brother. We had no clue of that just two weeks ago at a young age. We had no clue of that. But guess what? Both of those men credit their teaching here that gave them the strength to stand because we don't play with the Bible over here. God didn't tell you you'd have an easy journey. It ain't in there. He didn't tell you it would be a struggle. Does anybody in here struggle? Yes. Let me tell you all my biggest struggle. I've been wanting me some lemon and uh, ice cream so bad it's killing me, you know? And so here's going to be the struggle. Y'all look at me now. Here's the struggle. 
Because I'm a sugar junkie, junkie, right? Did I go to the doctor, my sugar was good? That means I can eat anything I want. <laughs> you know something told me that, didn't you? Yeah, I said, no, you're okay. So you can go, you can go, you can eat anything you want. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get this message? To live a Christian life, you must do the work, renewing your faith, enriching your spirit, and empowering your life to live like a Christian should live. You understand that? Say amen to that. Say amen to that. I feel so good that I'm going to do the, the prayer for you today. I usually don't do that. You feel good about life? You ready to go to work? You going to use your faith? Through work. Uh, we want this to happen here. Here we go. Everybody take a deep breath. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you work out all things by the counsel of your own will. None of us are here this morning because of us. We're here because you willed us to be here. And so you wanted us to hear this message. And you wanted us to respond to this message. You wanted us to be workers. We take the challenge here at Christ Temple North. We're tired of talking faith. Now it's time to work faith. And we're asking that the working spirit come in this church right along with faith. That faith and work become partnership in this church. Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, that faith and work become partnership in this church. That faith and work become partnership in the marriages in this church, in the relationships in this church that we work together. That we're not just talkers about faith, but we're doers of it. We're not just talkers of the word, but we're doers, doers of the word. And if we're doers of the word, doers of the word, we will be fruitful. And that other people can come to us and eat the fruit from our fruit tree because the Holy Ghost has blessed us with it. So we apologize for all the talk and not doing the walk. But today we start again. We repent of all the things that we've done that are not like you. We repent of being lazy. We're going to cultivate that fruit that you've given us with our faith and our works starting today. Starting today and starting with me on down to the ushers out there. All of us today are going to start a new Christian walk. A new Christian walk by renewing our faith and enriching our spirit and empowering our life so that we can help other people who have lost their way. Somebody's a lonely. Somebody just needs a smile. Somebody needs this encouragement. We're the people to do that. So we thank you for the opportunity to hear this message. And we thank you for the opportunity to make a new commitment. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.